you And when I defang the viper Trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere Jeff, I already put you out I don't even know why you're out here right now Keep on talking Hey, hey, hey do me a favor Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting And you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the crew And Mustafa, you out here A boy of one man And I'm gonna tell you what you got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Welcome to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. It is me, Hafiz, and with me as always is Devin. We're getting ready to talk about NXT. We just talked about SmackDown, and we're feeling a little bit not so great about how the King of the Ring tournament could potentially be going with Kevin Owens and with Drew McIntyre. But we're going to flip it around because we're talking about the gold standard, NXT, and how things went this week. So, Devin, how are you feeling about NXT this week? Actually, it was a it was a good show, man. I'm feeling good, you know. Uh, I'm, right now, I'm just kind of in a nervous feeling because you be having these, having these premonitions and kind of scared right now. So let's. I I'm, can't wait to talk about NXT. I think it's gonna be all good for NXT. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. Just you get know? my mind in the right you know right mindset right now. I mean, well, so first thing we should talk about definitely with NXT is the news of NXT going uh, live on yeah. Wednesdays to the USA Network. Um, they will be going head to head with AEW. The new Wednesday Night Wars uh, will be officially on when AEW goes live on October second. But on on uh, what is it, September eighteenth? Man, that's at least when three NXT- weeks before the, yes. uh, the debut of AEW. Yes, so NXT is getting a head start to to just grab viewers and to get people's attention, get the casual fans along with the hardcore fans that are already watching on the WWE Network to continue on on USA. Uh, I am super excited. I mean, this I and mean, we we've talked about it. You know, this is again we call it the gold standard. Yeah. Uh, uh, shout out to tomorrow the announcer there because the that's where I got it from when I talk about it. That's what that's who we get it from. So. You know, I am super excited for it. It's my favorite show to watch. I love this this brand. Triple H is awesome in, in terms of the way he's been booking this and, and grabbing this talent and putting this talent pool together and developing these superstars. And William Regal has been doing a great job. Is I mean, he's been general manager basically from the yeah, beginning man. and yes. just plays that part awesome. And I know behind the scenes, like, he's just been Oh, he does more too. behind the scenes. Yeah, yes. so so much yes. respect and love for William I want to say Regal. he's actually a general manager, like, A legit for real. general manager. Yes. Yes, yes, 100%. 100%. So many have come and gone on Raw and SmackDown, and he's still there. So shout Mm -hmm. out to William Regal and that writing team and everybody for the way they've been putting this together. So really excited for them. Congratulations to the NXT superstars and NXT brand for this achievement. Because now they're, I mean, this is it. They're prime time on an additional hour and live. So man, to hear more more Ranello live. Oh my God, man. Beth and Nigel. That's a good commentating team, man. We we don't give them credit because they don't cut each other off. They just go with the flow. It's not like even Cole, even though I like Corey Graves, but they're dynamic, you know, on Raw. Like, yeah. you know, Corey Graves, Michael Cole, Renee. Yeah. It's, 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 I don't know, it's like confusing at times, man. And it's not a good, I don't know. It's just not, not a good on the collab. Same page. They're not yeah, on the same page. They're not either. really. 
Yeah. But Beth, Nigel, Morrow, hell yeah, man. They're in sync. They are. 100%, man. You can feel it, and it just you, it just helps the matches so much. You know, mm-hmm. they're putting every, putting everybody over. The heels, the faces, doesn't matter. You know, they are on the same page. So it's always fun to listen to them. So let's get started with, with going over this, this show and seeing what they did. Um, started out with Adam Cole, Bebe, and the Undisputed Era coming yes. out. And, man, just... Look, I, I've I've talked about the Johnny Gargano Adam Cole situation and just their matchups and you know in their pay per view matches I usually pick Johnny Gargano except for the one where Adam Cole won the belt from Johnny Gargano the first time like I did pick I picked him in that one but um, I just want to reiterate that Adam Cole is awesome like in my eyes this man is legit he is a superstar of the the highest honor like you could just see it like he just he just looks great with the gold around him um and that group together they're just awesome um and so them coming out too and i just love their entrance and like just just seeing the four of them do that entrance is always something special it is man they when they time the boom and the adam cole baby in the ring with roddy in the the front like banging his hands on the mat all doing their poses Yes, yes, I just I love it. So I don't know if I've ever really addressed that and talked about just that little little touch that they do that that just gets me hyped when I watch them. So I just want to give a shout out to them. Like that that crew as a whole as a unit is awesome. And when we talk about factions and like how we miss factions on the WWE, it's amazing to see and awesome to see a faction like this in NXT just kind of like have that presence and own the moment and just really like ooze that like yeah. that that quality strong and so, tight faction too that just has fun as well yes yes and so yeah they they had fun and they definitely came out and just kind of just laid out everything that that was on their minds in this this episode um you know adam cole you know basically saying you know he told everybody he proved everybody to everybody you know why he's nxt champion why he's the greatest nxt champion of all time Facts. if there was a month rushmore right now <laughs> oh, you man. had to pick four guys you know you, you may pick this guy or that guy but for him it'd be adam cole Four times on the Mount Rushmore, like it, it was just awesome, man. Yes. Like so, I just yes. love because he mentioned it wouldn't be Johnny Gargano, wouldn't be Shinsuke, wouldn't be Finn Balor, Finn Balor, yeah. wouldn't be uh, I think Samoa Joe. Oh, Tommaso Ciampa. Oh, Tommaso Ciampa. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And it would just be, it would just be for him. I was like, for man. Adam Cole's. Which at first I was like, man, I thought he was going to say the Undisputed Era, like the four of them. But he just said him. So I was like, oh, okay, let's see how they take this. But they didn't address that. They just went with it, you know. And then you had uh, Roddy talking about, you know, and we didn't fulfill the prophecy because, you know, because we all got screwed. And he goes through it. And everything he said actually made a lot of yeah. sense. So, you know, Roddy talks about the fact that Velveteen Dream didn't pin him. He pinned Pete Dunne, which is true. So true. from that standpoint. That's true. You still haven't proven that you can beat Roddy. So yep. Roddy deserves a rematch. If Just on that, that's a good point to make if you're trying to position yourself for a, for a rematch. So I thought that was great. Then you got um, you got uh, the, the, the tag team situation, right? And you have Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish saying, you know, and in that matchup that we had with the Street Profits that, you know, the last time I checked, you had to pin the legal man. And so they show the video and live... I didn't catch this when when the match yeah, was happening at the too. pay-per-view. I didn't catch this, but there was actually a tag. You see Bobby Fish holding the the tag rope yep. in his other hand, 
tagging Kyle O'Reilly. And so, and they, they did a snapshot. They showed it on the screen. And Bobby Fish is saying, you see that? You see that? That is my hand on the tag rope and my other hand on my best friend's back. <laughs> and so I'm just like, wow, this is, this. they have a legitimate yeah to fix this. So he's like, and William Regal, you better get you. I don't forget what the words he used to describe Regal, man. But he this was probably the best of Bobby Fish on the mic that I had seen ever, I think. It was. I was just, actually thinking about you. I was like, I wonder what Hafiz thinks it is, man, because it's actually pretty good. Yeah, because <laughs> I, 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 I've been hard on Bobby Fish because I felt like Bobby Fish is the weakest part of the Undisputed Era. And, you know, I even put, you know, was trying to say it'd be interesting if they got the villain to replace him. And, you know, I'm like fan booking over here. But in this situation, I thought, you know what? Bobby Fish really came off looking really good here. You know, just the promo work, him on the microphone. You know, I just and again, the way he said it, like my best friend, you know, I tagged my best friend. But I just I don't know. I just love that. I love this. This I thought was the best. Even even Kyle Kyle O'Reilly. I'm not a lawyer, but case. (laughs) Close. <laughs> yes. yes. It was awesome, man. Like they just they oh, they man. laid out the facts, they made their case, it made so much sense, you know, and so they they basically just kind of got left at that until they got to the rampway. And then you've got this dude, Jordan Miles, who won the breakout tournament, looking just like he's going to a job interview, right? He's got yeah, the white man. shirt, the black tie, you know, looking clean and but very like I don't know the shirt. Very was serious, over. man. Not serious. Didn't not have smiling. a smile. No yeah. smile. And again, he looked like a, a guy was trying to, you know, a new hire or something, literally trying to go in and try to impress uh for the job interview or whatever. So he had this kind of look to him. And Adam Cole was just looking at him like what don't tell me you're trying to you're gonna use your title opportunity against me and basically warned him like look the worst thing you can do in your career is waste a championship opportunity yeah. so and, and i'm like ooh, like this is this is real man like you're listening to jordan miles like he's telling you for real like if you do this that could be the end of you if he just yes. beats you and, and just like that's just you may never get another title opportunity again. Telling him to go to 205 Live or <laughs> no, he NXT told him, UK. He he said, you know what you should do? Oh, you yeah. should go challenge Shayna Baszler. You have a better chance against her. I was like, oh my god, oh, man! I was like, this dude is eating this dude alive right now, man. Yep. Yeah, he's like, no, oh, wait, no, no, no. Man. Just go go after the go to 205. Go get one of the cruiserweights. So yeah, or NXT, NXT UK. Yeah, you. <laughs> Like, whoa, like Adam Cole, what are you doing right now? Just shredding Jordan Miles, man. Yes. But Jordan Miles, his credit, he didn't back down. No. You know, he 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 took a couple steps forward. He uh, extended the contract out to Adam Cole. Adam Cole was going to go grab it, and he dropped it at Adam Cole's feet. And Adam Cole looked up like, what? Who the hell does this dude <laughs> think he is? Like, you disrespecting the champ, like, just had that face on him. And, man, I thought it was good. Yep. Then he had the smile on his face man, after he did that. He got the biggest smile in the world, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> that that black Krillin smile, man. Yes. Just, like, pure anime. Like, he just had it, man. It, it was I, I liked it. I liked the moment. It was simple from Jordan Miles' standpoint. It was, like, a very simple, straight to the point, and, like, a great way to just say, hey, yes, I'm the underdog, but I don't give a damn. Like, I'm going to challenge you because... You're NXT champion. Why wouldn't I challenge you? Like, I thought it was great from him to even do it like that. No words, just here. I'm, I'm handing it out to you. Oh, wait, I'm going to show you a little bit of disrespect. Since you're disrespecting me, drop the contract at your feet. I thought it was a nice touch. What would you think? I love everything about this segment, man. Because, you know, Adam Cole, man, that's, that's my mans. I love Undisputed. <laughs> him coming out, 
you know, state the facts, the reasons why he's still NXT champion. And then I, I love uh, Roderick Strong coming out, the reasons why he should be uh, the NXT North American champion right now. And even uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, the reasons why they got screwed out, which, I, I man, that was like eye-opening. I was like, because I was like, Where, okay, I can understand Roderick's reason. And then I'm like, I was wondering what was – you know, Kyle O'Reilly or Bobby Fish was going to say, and then they showed up the video. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You have a legitimate reason. Yep. Yeah, you better get Re- William Regal on the phone and get this corrected ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> do your job and fix this, William Regal. <laughs> <laughs> it's essentially what Bobby Fish was telling you. You better get yeah, out of your job. What is this? Yeah, man. Yeah. And then, oh, man, Adam Cole, man, he is a superstar. And I cannot wait to see him live oh man that's gonna be that's gonna be great like look i feel there's a couple of guys right now that if you're going live like we talked about who would be the face of AEW, right yeah there's a couple guys you could pick for nxt adam cole's perfect adam cole's perfect to be a guy that's going to to lead nxt during this move to the usa network for this live show to go head to head with AEW. he's perfect I, I love Johnny Gargano. I think he'd be great, too, at it. You know, Tommaso Ciampa, if he was healthy, I think he'd be great at it. There's so many guys that they could put there in that spot. But Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era as a unit, it's, it's, it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, man, you can't go wrong with Undisputed, man. No. I, I think, you know, even to the casual fan, they're going to be like, man, who is these guys? These guys are cool. Yep. Yep. Man, there you go. That's your money right there. Yep. And Adam Cole, I think he's the face of NXT. Right now, agreed. Agreed. I think so. I think Johnny Gargano is still like the heart and soul of NXT. You know, he's like that, that, uh, the emotional, uh, center of NXT. Um, you know, and there's just a couple of the guys like Tommaso Ciampa when he comes back. We'll see. Cause that, he too is like right at the center of everything NXT. But I, th- I would say Adam Cole in terms of the face of NXT. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Definitely right now it's him. Yeah. Cause he, he has like a face that's, you know, or his his charisma, his his style. I think it's just marketable. So it, it it can definitely go all across the platforms. You can use that to his advantage and and push NXT to another level, man. Yeah, hundred percent agree, man. Hundred percent agree. No 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 uh, argument here. So I think we can move on to the to the couple of next segments that we're gonna go through here. Um, so the singles match that they had, Damian Priest versus Manzoor. Um, I'm still not that big of a, a fan of Damian Priest, man. So because really, of that arrow, is it that really? It's, that not, arrow? it's not just that. It's not just that. I just feel like you know him in the ring. I don't know. It just doesn't really do it for me. You know, like I think he's he's good, but I just don't get excited about a Damian Priest match. Like I'm gonna be honest, when this match was going on, I kind of tuned it out a little bit. You know, in Mansoor, it was actually I, a decent match. Well, I, well, I'll say it was more in Mansoor because he was selling like that's his ass where I'm going. That's where I'm going. Manzoor, I actually was more impressed by because of his selling. I thought yeah. he was doing a great job. And then he had a couple high spots. So I was like, oh, man, like this dude's really athletic and he was showing out. So I liked it from his standpoint. But Damian Priest, it was just like more of the same. So I really don't have much to say about this. But you, uh, what, did, what were your thoughts? Yeah, he he should really drop that arrow thing because, <laughs> I mean, all right, yeah, if you you're going to be a badass heel, why are you posing in a That's just to me, that's just lame. That's more of a face move. Really? You know, he did it like three times. He did yeah. it, you know, this is entrance, the, the the whole arrow thing, and then he do it, does it as, you know, uh, in the ring 
towards the end of his entrance or end of his theme song, he does it, and then his, before he does his finishing move, I'm like, come on, bro, just just get to it, man. Forget the posing, man. What are you posing Seriously. for, dude? You're you're from New York. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> you got this goth style, you know, look to you, and you want to pose in an arrow style? Just you got pretend arrow. Come on, man. That, that doesn't work for me. It's lame. Yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. lame. It still pisses me off that he beat Keith Lee a couple weeks ago. Like, I'm just like, nah, man. Like, can't no. let that go, huh? No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> not Keith Lee. You could beat other people. You could beat Manzoor. Not Keith Lee. That, yeah. I know. It's just it's just not believable for me. Not not with where he's at right now. I just, no. No, and Keith Lee is my dude. Like, I just, no. I didn't like it. But him, too, is just, he's just, he's, he seems like an average superstar that the Trump pushes, like, the next big thing and I just don't see it I don't, I don't, see it I don't feel that not yet I'm not feeling that like the next big next big thing you know Damian yeah. Priest well I mean he's undefeated right and like every time he comes out he's like oh my god this monster you know and I'm just like I don't know man I, I don't I don't see it I don't see it so yeah I think he I think he just really got to drop that arrow pose then I take him more it, seriously I think that's help. the issue it would I help I think that's the issue it would right definitely there, help man. yeah it would help <laughs> All right, man. Let's talk about Mia Yim. Why don't you take us through this? Because we we had a look. Did we did we shout out Mia Yim last week? Oh no, we didn't. Let Let's go ahead and, and and correct that right now, man. All right. So big shout out to Mia Yim. You know, liking our Twitter because I showed her love about about her theme music because she has one of the best theme music you know in the women's division, and hands I call down. her hands down, and I call her the gangster of of the women's division, man, because she is just so. So good, man, in that ring, and she's just so gangster too, man. You know, she be talking stuff in the ring too, like how she did with was it Aaliyah or uh, what's her name? Not Aaliyah, but who she fought? Oh, Vanessa Bourne. Vanessa Bourne, yeah. Uh, and she did that protect your neck, and she said, "Well, I forgot what she said." She said something right before she hit it, and then either she was like, "You better watch yourself." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know it was something along that line. Yeah, hit it. And then what after kind of shocked me, you know, Shayna Baszler. Yes. Music hits. I'm like, oh, we're not done with this. I, I was not <laughs> expecting to see that at all. No. Yeah. I thought it was over. Me too. I yeah. thought, okay, she's going to rebuild, you know, rebuild herself up, try to get back in that number one contendership. But uh, Shayna Baszler, she wanted some vengeance because, you know, her homegirls got attacked. So you had uh well yeah, Jasmine Dukes. Yeah, Marina Shafir. Marina Shafir. They both come up from each of the side of the rings. Jasmine Dukes, you know, she can't really do nothing because she got the arm in the arm and the sling. Arm yeah. and the sling. And they just started Marina, Marina Shafir and uh Shayna Baszler just started whooping her ass, man. Yep. yep. Oh my god. They was, got a little bit of revenge. They, they did. did, they, they did. did. So I guess I'm kinda excited because well, they, actually, they invited her to join Shayna Baszler were like was trying to oh, invite yeah. her to join them. Like we don't have to fight. Like we could fight together. She called her a badass, you know. Oh yeah, yep, she it. did. She you did. Know, so she gave her props, and yep. she's like, "Yeah, you can join us, you know, or you get this ass whooping." So you know, <laughs> me and him, she turned down the invitation. So it, they, they right. proceeded to have whoop whoop her ass. Like it's just what it was. So yeah, I, I like the segment the a lot. shit out of her, man. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I mean, it was it was, and from that standpoint too, like it made sense that it continued because she did go after all of them. And so they like Shanna Baszler got revenge, but 
you know, Jasmine Duke, Marina Shafir, they got beat down too, so they would want to get, you know, a little bit of revenge there. And I like that they they continued that on from that standpoint. And I like it for Mia Yim, like just to continue on and give her another shot maybe at the title. You know, it's definitely well-deserved. I mean, she's, she's one of the best in the division right now. I could see, you know, another matchup happening and it being like a, a nice hard-fought matchup. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, we'll see where they go from here. If this is something that happens on NXT TV or if they try to build this up to a takeover. It seems like we're kind of far off from a takeover. So I could see maybe the title yeah, match man. happening not, on, not until on November. television. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, um, yeah, man, we'll see where this goes. But, yeah, definitely, definitely a cool segment right there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited, man. I'm like, oh, cool, cool. Me and Yim is still part of the storyline with Shayna Baszler. So they're going to continue this thing on. Yep. So now moving on, we were talking about Keith Lee, or at least I brought him up briefly. So there was a little package that they put together, a video package on uh, an upcoming matchup. So Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic um, had had a had well, they have a history together, right? And I didn't know that it went previous to to NXT. Me too, man. So I'm glad I'm glad they did that promo video, man. That was a good promo work. Whoever did it, that was yeah, uh, yeah. Because essentially, right what they what they revealed there is that like Dominic Dijakovic kind of helped put over Keith Lee earlier on before they got to NXT, and Keith Lee then was the one that got the call up before Dominic Dijakovic to go over to NXT. So, and Keith Lee had been wrestling for I think he said ten plus years, where Dominic was in the in wrestling for about five. Yep. But at the same time, like in the matchup that they had that Dominic was referencing, he's like. You know, we both did great at the same time. Look at what I did in five years. And look, like, I did as much in five years as he did in ten, ten essentially. Yeah. So that was his case to be made there. But after that matchup that they had, it was Keith Lee that had basically gotten all the, the glory and all the praise. So Dominic kind of has a chip on his shoulder about that, and he wants revenge against Keith Lee. Uh, fast forward to the matchup that they had that ended in a, in a double countout. You know, and the fans have been waiting for this match to, to happen. This I was rematch. wondering when we was going to get another rematch, man. Yeah, it was teased and teased, and they kept saying, oh, in two weeks, oh, in three weeks, and it just didn't happen. Never happened. Maybe it won't happen, but um, now they're saying next week. So next week we're going to begin this rematch finally, I guess, because one of them, I think Dominic Dijakovic got hurt. Also, too, that was I think that was a part of it. So he must be healthy now because they're getting ready to do it next week. Hell yeah, um, I'm real excited to see it because they're both hyper athletic, two yes. big men that can just do high flying things that they should not yes. be able to do for their size. It doesn't make sense. They yeah. defy the laws of physics. Yes. So you know, definitely excited for that. So tune in next week and see that we both definitely will, and we'll be happy to talk about it. But oh, just want to yeah. mention that that happened. Um, you think that'll be a main event? It, it should have yes, to be, yes, man. If yes, they gave that promo for a build-up. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's the main event. That's next week's main event. Um, this next matchup, Shane Thorne and Bronson Reed, had a little bit of history, too. They're both uh, Australian. Yep. Um, Shane Thorne and Bronson Reed, I guess, were, tag te- were a tag team at one point in the indie scene. I think mm-hmm. they said in Japan. Uh, Shane Thorne had requested for Bronson Reed to be a tag team partner, and you know, then Bronson Reed was the one that they called to put in the to be put in the breakout tournament. Uh, Shane Thorne was in a tag team though; he was a part of what was it the the M M M eighty what was the the tag team he was in? I forget the name of it. It wasn't really a successful team. But it was like him and this other dude, and now he's going singles basically. Um, I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember the team. name either. It was like M something. I'll figure, I'll Hold on, was it TM31? Something like something that. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. But 
that goes to show that it wasn't yeah. really a successful. It wasn't, man. But they was a good tag. I just don't remember the name. Just, they they had they ten thirty one. Sound they, that sounds that sounds right. I'll look it up while while we're going over this. But yeah, basically that tag team didn't didn't work out. Um, they they ultimately or Shane Thorne ultimately. I was going singles, uh, so he went against Bronson Reed in this matchup. Um, I thought it was a decent matchup. Uh, but why don't you break this one down for us? Like what you what you thought about the two guys? That, I thought it was a hard hitting match, man. Especially from Bronson Reed, he was just man, just smashing this dude, sitting on him. <laughs> yeah. Tossing oh, yeah. him around, sitting on him was kind of like, yeah, he just kind of like posed, like crossed his arms and yeah. sat on for a second. Yeah, and I, I thought and that it, was pretty funny. Yeah, and I, I guess I was surprised that Shane Thorne got the win, though, man. But it kind of makes sense with his story because he's been taking out uh, the NXT breakout stars. So I guess yeah. he'll be, you know, the people that got kicked out that come in and he'll face them and he's been destroying, well, not destroying them, he's been winning against them. But I thought it was a decent match, man. It was definitely a hard physical match, man, especially from Bronson Reed. Yeah, just an update. So it was TM sixty one, and oh, okay. then I think they were called the Mighty at one point too. Yeah, so there was I a couple different that, names that they the went Mighty. By. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Let's see. And it was Shane. So Mikey. So there's a couple. Well, anyway, there's a there's a whole history for it. you guys can look it up. But they were once called the Mighty, and then also to TM sixty one. So uh, yeah, Bronson Reed. I mean, big dude that can do what? What does he call it? Australian strong style. That's that's the style. Yep, of that Australian. Really yep, Australian strong style. So um, yeah, so he's man, bringing he's, uh, the thick wrestlers back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I mean, kudos, man, to him. Like personality wise, I feel like his personality is coming out a little bit more now. Um, you know, in the breakout tournament, we really got to see like his wrestling ability. But now, you know that that promo, the backstage promo he had with Shane Thorne. Um, we saw his personality, and then yeah, in the ring, you know, a little like simple touches, like again, him sitting on Shane Thorne's chest, uh, hands crossed. I just like that. I like when you get to see more of a person's character and personality shine through. So I like what I'm seeing from Bronson Reed, uh, Shane Thorne. You know, I feel like Shane Thorne is a decent wrestler, but he doesn't. He, he's he's de- definitely definitely developing. You know, yeah. like like he needs developmental. Like that's this is for him. NXT truly is that developmental. Like there's a lot of guys in NXT which I feel like they're ready. It's just you know, and they're they're there because maybe there's no room on the main roster yet, yeah. and they just like want to continue to just tell great stories with this character. But with Shane Thorne, I feel like he truly does need the development. Like I still don't quite see like shane thorne's character and like who he's gonna be but to well, your his point, partner got released from nxt so that should oh, just tell wow. you something yeah that's okay. the reason why he doesn't have uh not a tag team anymore the mighty or tm61 there you go so yeah i mean it, it's it's he's trying to find his way man we'll see what happens yeah. you know uh this connection here this australian connection between him and bronson reed uh, maybe that turns into a feud that he can use to kind of help propel his career and help develop him. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But we're going to keep it moving here. So um, we had Velveteen Dream getting pushed out <laughs> into the rampway, into the stage by two women. That's kind of becoming a thing where, yep. you know, every, every once in a while, like, it, it'll, it's a very Velveteen Dream thing to have, basically almost like a Prince moment where it's just this, like, over-the-top, you know, thing and you have the fog you have the lights and here he is like posing on the couch and then what do he say he said uh velveteen dream t-shirt 30 dollars <laughs> velveteen dream glasses 10 bucks uh retaining the north american championship by pinning pete dunn 
priceless. I was like, oh man, that's perfect. This dude, he's just see. That's what I'm talking about. Like yeah. Shane Thorne, developmental for sure. Velveteen Dream, this dude's ready. Yeah. He's just, he's just like they're just having fun, telling great stories with them. They don't. I think they, he might because of that, because of you know NXT going live. Yeah, I think he might go to the main roster. The dream. You think so? Yeah, because more people, you know what I'm saying? Because not everybody not everybody has a WWE network. So for them going live, I think this is gonna catapult him to go to the main roster now. See, I think so this whole thing with them going live to USA, I feel like NXT is really just becoming its its own thing. And I feel like Velveteen Dream is now like one of the cornerstones of oh, yeah. this this of what they're trying to do. So I don't see him going to the main roster really anytime soon, to be honest with you. I feel like he's going to stick around, you know, along with the Undisputed Era and even Johnny Gargano and, and Tommaso Ciampa. Like, I feel like now they've kind of created a new home for these guys to, that, you know, maybe on the main roster, maybe on and, and I almost think we're getting to a point where we almost need to stop calling it the main roster, that NXT in a way well, is a main roster spot now for a lot well, of these I did guys mention that on Sunday, like it's an actual brand now. Yes, yeah, exactly. So I need to, to get out point. of that mindset yeah. now. Yeah, yeah me like, too. Yeah. That's a, that, I think it's changed. I think they're changing the whole way that, that uh, they're treating NXT. You know, even with Triple H's uh, uh, message out there, it's like I, I got the feeling that this is it, that this is what they've been working for, and they're not done. That was like his final thing. So, you know, for me, I feel like this they're a brand. It's yeah. like Raw. They might, they might start getting paid like main rosters because I of that so. TV deal, man. I hope so. They deserve it, man. Yeah. They really do. It, it's, it's just they've been putting on such a great product for so long that, you know, now with the TV deal, with the commercial money, hopefully they can all get paid and just like, you know, do all the things that you want to do, you know, prepare, you provide for your family, take care of everything, you know, so because the work that they're doing, I don't see why, you know, any of them would get paid less than like some of the main roster guys, like outside of a Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar, you know, like I don't see why an Adam Cole couldn't get paid the same way as say a Seth Rollins, to be yeah. perfectly honest yep. with you. You know what I'm saying? So it just seems it, it, they, they've earned that. They've earned that. So I hope that happens for them. Yeah, and for Velveteen Dream, yeah, there's no there's no reason to go to Raw or SmackDown, man. Uh-huh. Like just continue to build your brand on Wednesday nights on NXT. And if they do a, a like next year or two years from now or three years from now, whatever, they decide, okay, let's let's shake things up and move guys around. Okay, fine. Then maybe he goes to one of those shows at that point. But right now, I feel like he's a cornerstone of this new NXT that they're gonna they're gonna put. They're gonna need him. I, I feel. That's uh, true. That's true. They are gonna need him because man, he he definitely is. Uh, he's one, he's one of those characters like you just want to know like man, who is this? So even he yeah. appeals to the appeal to the you know casual fan. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, him, Adam Cole, those guys. It's like. They are just you. You want to watch them. You want to hear every word. You're just hanging on every word. Yeah, yep. They have so much charisma, and you need guys like that. You need the Johnny Garganos too. You know, you need the underdog story. You need the like the baby face, like you know, Rocky story. You need that too. These two guys though have that extra it factor. They do. Where you look at they them, do. And it's like ultra superstar man yeah. like they walk in a room and you're like whoa who is this dude like i need to i need to know what's going on i want to hear what they got to say like velveteen dream adam cole they've got it for sure all right so uh the last one man main event we're there man killian dane and matt riddle this matchup it, you, you seeing it on paper, you would have said it's going to be hard hitting and for me it, it absolutely did that man i mean just 
brutal. Yes. Brutal. Killian Dane came so, out like he was just ready for a fight, man. Just street clothes. I'm ready to brawl, bro. Dude, I, I was on the pinnacle of being a Killian Dane fan towards the end of his NXT run. Like, I feel like I was I was getting there. And then they moved him to the main roster. And it was like, psh, no, no. The they, they sanity just flopped completely. So then when they were doing the promos for Killian Dane, I'm like, okay, I like what they're doing here. Let's see where they, where they go with this. And then you had the Matt Riddle you know, jumping him and having those fights. And I'm like, okay, this is going good. This match right here, I'm a Killian Dane fan. It's, yeah. it's set. It's set now. He so. destroyed Matt Riddle, bro. Why don't you break it down for us, man? So you're talking about physical, bro. So we we knew what this was was going to be. It was just going to be a brawl, and that's what it was, man. They was just nonstop brawling all over the ring, and oh man, I love I love Killian Dane's attire. Yes, like that that theme music comes out. Even the all video black. that he came out yeah. to, yeah, yeah, it's kind of similar. It's kind of sanity ish. Yeah, you know the video, but like more grounded, like yeah. you know, because he was talking about like his background and where he's from, yeah. and if I had a very real like the beast of Belfast, yeah, yeah, like you see in the the streets, like his. I mean, I'm I'm just gonna assume like that you're trying to give you a sense of like where he's from and like the world he comes from with that video, and so I, I felt it. You know, I felt like at first I was like, what am I watching? Like, are they like who? Like I because I, I, we had never seen his video like that before, yep. so I wasn't sure. It kind of you know threw me off a little bit at first to see it, and then when he came out, I was like, oh, I like this. I like the way they're trying to set him up and the mood that that video sets with like the riots and the stuff and the fighting and on the on the streets, and then he comes out and it's like, yeah, this is the world that he comes from. I'm yeah, like, okay. I like that setup, but go yeah. ahead. Yeah, because it was it was like it was not like you know his when he had that old re- wrestling attire. I think he had like a it was like a a, a, a kilt. He was rocking. it was like a kilt thing, and he had yeah. no shirt. No so shirt. You just saw the hair yeah. in his body and everything. Yeah, so it was almost this time like it's a, different. He had like a, yeah. a black tank, sleeveless black. It was tank. more barbaric, like yeah. a barbarian Jeans. before, and now he's like like yeah. wrestling, like look like yeah. steel toe boots he had on. It was just yeah. he was just ready to brawl at, at a moment's yeah. notice. Yes, I was like. Damn man, this Killian Dane looks crazy. Yeah. And he came out straight brawling with Matt yeah. Riddle, man. And then towards the end, dude, he gave this man like three oh Vader bombs. Vader bombs, which looked Vader. brutal. And he was coughing up blood. It was a good visual. Yes. Good yes. visual, man. And he got yeah. the three. He he beat Matt Riddle clean. 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 It wasn't like no quick roll up or oh I you slipped on banana peel. He was a convincing, no. I'm about to destroy you. And yes. I love how the yeah. way he finished. And, he he and walked Matt down the Riddle, ring and he just kind of waved his hand like, I'm done with you. Yep. <laughs> I was like, damn. And Matt Riddle's response was good. He was like, what? He just got up looking pissed like, what? No, no, no. You ain't done with me. You just had that look and just started chasing him and just kind of jumped on his back trying to choke him that was the nxt i was like come on no i wanted more man well so here's what's crazy is if you go to the website you actually see that the fight continued on but they didn't show it on television i'm kind of pissed off about that a little bit because the way they cut it off you know you could tell okay this wasn't done yeah and I, I I was like, I love the matchup. I love the ending. I was cool with them cutting it the way they did. But then going on the website and seeing, like, there's a shot of Killian Dane 
holding a ladder over Matt Riddle. Like, Matt Riddle's laid out on the ground. What? And it looks like Killian Dane's about to throw this ladder, like, smash this ladder on top of, of Matt Riddle. Like, it's a it's a crazy visual. And I'm like, damn, I wish they would have showed this on TV, Hell too. Yeah, because man. this is insane. So, yeah, seeing this kind of pisses me off because I'm like, oh, man. Like, Hearing about I, that and not seeing it pisses me off. Yeah. So, you know, it, it just you can go on the website and see that. I don't know if they have video of it up yet because when I click it, it just goes to the um, just other pictures of what happened during the night. But, um, yeah, I'm going to be looking for that because I want to see how that, that finished up on the outside. But, yeah, man, just kudos to Killian Dane. Just, yeah. like, he's he's kind of just re- like revitalizing his career basically and it's it, i love the direction they're going with him um and too like he's he lost a little bit of weight too and he so did. he's just like his mobility is even yes. better like he's faster in the ring and it's just awesome man that cannonball that he does in the corner is similar to like you know some of the other big guys that are athletic like this yeah, like kevin, kevin owens and the samoa yeah. joes and guys like that um it's just brutal to watch um there was one spot on the outside too where he had thrown uh, Matt Riddle onto the steps and Matt Riddle's head it was like the angle that Matt Riddle hit those steps I was like oh damn like yeah. Matt Riddle might be hurt after something like that yeah, you know, like just looked real hurt yeah and then he laid him flat on the steps and then he did the senton on him when he was on the steps I'm like this is crazy what am I watching right now like Killing Day man I'm a fan I'm a fan yeah. um, and you know what Matt Riddle too he was trying to give it back to Killing Dane. Like he was being, he was you know dishing out his fair share of moves. Yeah. Uh, there was a point in the matchup where I'm like, I hope they don't have Matt Riddle beat Killian Dane right now because that would be a mistake. Like you have to have Killian Dane yeah. win this matchup because and he did and he did in, in convincing fashion with those god, Vader bombs. Man. Oh my god! It was like, he it was, was going like back to back like I'm not done just yeah. one time then another yeah. one then another one and, and you just. Felt like oh, I love Matt Riddle selling. He was like feeling everyone, man. He yeah. was like, oh my god, man, just yeah. no boy, just holding his ribs. Like at a certain man. point, I thought maybe the ref was just gonna call it, like they're gonna call it a TKO win because right. I'm like, this is he's done. Like he can't. There's no getting man. up from this. You know what would have been perfect? He would have kept on going. Then the ref would have called exactly. Would just, just like stop. kept on yeah, going. Just like, too brutal. Yeah. Give him a win. Yeah, because like, Matt Riddle's done that to people too. So that'd be crazy to see right. somebody just have, to Matt have it done to him. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, but yeah, man. But that's me nitpicking. But still, it was, it was still good. It was it was great. It was great. It was great to watch, man. I want to see it again. Like it just it was so good. Yeah. Just to, and I want to see like some more of the nuances with Killing Dane's character and just the moves he did because it it was one where after I saw it I was like, man, that that was that was a brutal matchup. I want to see I want to see like the next time they fight. Um and and just just I'm I like the storyline. I like where they're going with this. Oh man, same here, man. I, I'm definitely feeling Killian Dane uh, character and Matt Riddle. They having a great rivalry right now, man. It's like, you know, Killian Dane's not gonna back down from a fight. He loves to fight. You know. can tell. Look Hell at the way he dressed. He's like, he's yep. just, at a moment's notice, man. I'm, I'm in my fight attire, like ready anytime. <laughs> going ready to, to go a bar, going times. to work anytime, whatever. Yes, I'm ready to fight. And then Matt Riddle, man, he's he, he's ready to go toe to toe. He, I love how he just chased them. Like, even though he got his ass whooped, he was coughing up blood, he got up, he was like, I'm not done with you, man. I'm not done. Where are you going? (laughs) Even though he lost in convincing fashion, and he, oh my God, it was was just a thing of beauty. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. Let's get more of this, man. Killing Dame Matt Riddle, too, I'm I'm down for it. One more. I'm down. Yes, 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 yes. 
All right, man. That that is it for the NXT show. Any any other thoughts? Last thoughts for NXT before we call it a call it a show. Well, not for NXT. More more for our podcast, man. We're we're coming again. We're going. We're about to cross a major milestone for our podcast. We're going about to cro- not going, but we're about to cross a thousand plays. We're about nine hundred and seventy-five, so about twenty-five more plays. We'll get that a thousand. So, I just want to thank for everybody who's been listening to our podcast, who continues the podcast, and then uh, if you keep on sharing and share with your friends to have this podcast to keep on growing too, man. So, just a big thanks from me and Hafiz. Absolutely. I echo those thoughts, man. Thank you so much for everybody that listens in. We have a lot of fun doing this podcast and just the thought of that people are listening in and enjoying the podcast too really warms my heart. It just feels really good to be able to just do this and and just share our love of wrestling with all of you. So definitely, you know, we're happy for you guys to keep listening, keep doing that, tell your friends, share. Uh, Yeah, I just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I echo those thoughts. Absolutely. One hundred percent. All right, that is going to do it for this week. So we will catch you guys next time. I am Hafiz. This is Devin. We will see you. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.